Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. That's the honey badger there. Today is July the 11th, 2020. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral gratification, conviction, golden age, relentless. All right. Hello, my elite friends. How are you doing today? There's a fly on the screen. That's annoying. Uh, check out This Week in Bitcoin. It's linked to below at disruptmeister.com, techbalt.com. Nick was on. Crypto Omar was on. Yeah, that dude. You know him. Brecky Von Bitcoin was on also. Okay, remember, you get a new show over there, disruptmeister.com, every day here in the ecosystem. Make sure you subscribe to the main channel and here at the backup channel, Proud Zionist Jew. This is where you get all the Beyond Bitcoin shows. And check out the links below. The last three shows I've done, I posted here, have been very interesting. Uh, you get old shows here every day other than Saturday. And then sometimes you get new shows. There's one of uh, – you can see what I was doing about 10 years ago in Baltimore in, in two of the videos. You see my neighborhood, my house, uh, uh, my people I knew. Uh, and uh, th there's a Beyond Bitcoin show there. too. So it's linked to below, dudes. It says last three shows on this channel. Check out all of them. They're really short. They're fun. You like the Beyond Bitcoin stuff if you're watching this, so it's Beyond Bitcoin stuff. And don't don't be a slave to the YouTube algorithm. Go click on links yourself. We're going to talk about the YouTube uh, situation in, in a second here. So 25% of New York City's apartment renters haven't paid since March. 25%. That's, that's unbelievable. Uh, and they're going to have to pay eventually. Okay, so you, you ain't seen nothing yet in, in terms of uh, complaints, victimhood, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know what that's going to lead to. The whole situation in New York is deteriorating. The police don't want to police anymore. Uh, you know, in the in the you know the before De Blasio became the mayor, and Manhattan such a safe, so safe to walk around there. Brooklyn so safe. Now. Uh, it's deteriorating, uh, and it, it's just uh, it's 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 natural if you if you uh, don't let uh, if you don't let cops uh, enforce the law. If you just let if you let lawlessness, I shouldn't say that. If you let lawlessness run rampant, okay. Uh, the 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 dictator mayor says uh, you could you could have a big a Black Lives Matter parade, but you can't uh, have ten guys praying together okay i mean there's all sorts of hypocrisy fascism you know picking losers and winners and this is what you get so and people are leaving new york city too moving from new york city we're going to talk about that in a second too so i uh i don't want to i, I had a friend in the past i don't want to get in too much information a, a female friend and i stumbled i wanted to check out something about her on, on facebook uh see how her baby was actually and what i stumbled upon though was her sister's uh, her sister's Facebook page, and her, her sister is not a responsible person. Her sister has uh, two children out of wedlock and has, has been a big drug addict. Uh, used to be a very pretty girl, but I mean, uh, but she had this tweet that she retweeted, and I linked to it below. This is obviously it's it's one that's been going on going around for a while, but this is like from last year. This is not hers. So you're not going to be able to figure out who this is, but uh, the, the point, I, I don't, it's not, the point is so many people have this attitude. Retweet if your retirement plan is basically civilization will probably crumble before I'm 65 and money will be meaningless anyway. So yeah, there, there are many people who, I mean, that's a nihilist type of attitude, sort of. And, uh, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, it's all going to fall apart. I don't need a retirement plan. I live for today. I live off the government. Uh, and, and they were proud. This this, this girl was, was proud of this. And yeah, that, she says this pretty much sums sums it up for me. 
uh, retweet of your retirement plan is civilization will probably crumble before I'm 65 and money will be meaningless. So uh, lot, no long-term thinking there. That's how most people are. Now, most people don't take it to that extreme where they're like, eh, I don't need to be worrying about retirement because the whole world's going to end. Now, there's some people like, I don't have to worry about retirement because I'm going to be dead uh, because they're doing so many drugs. They probably got a better point, though. Uh, don't, dudes, we're entering a golden age. We're in a golden age. Things are going to be great for people who are in motion. Okay. Now, if you've got that attitude, okay, that, that civilization is going to crumble before you're 65 and you don't need to uh, retire, save it all. Yeah. You're probably going to be in a bad state. By the time you're 65, the government will be taking care of you. Uh, by the time you're 75, you'll be in some hospital or nursing home. And you'll be screaming and saying, oh, why didn't people wear masks or something? You know, why don't you take care of your darn self, right? Pound that like button. Now, here, there's a tweet I linked to below. It's a, a picture from Germany of in, in, in the 40s of people being lined up against the wall to be uh, eliminated, un unfortunately. But there is a, uh, it teaches us a lesson for today. And the, the caption is, stop complaining. As long as we do what they tell us, everything is going to be fine. And that's that's the attitude people have today. That's the attitude many people had in Germany. Yeah, stop complaining. They're making us wear a yellow star. Stop complaining. As long as we do what they tell us, everything is going to be fine. When we get on the train, it's, as long as they do, as, as long as we do what they tell us, everything is going to be fine. Let's trust the government. The government is... You know, it's, it's clear this is government overreach, making us wear things, making us wear yellow stars. Um, but everything will be fine as long as we do what they tell. And we all know how that ended. Uh, so, you know, wear, wear, the government says wear a mask as long as they, you know, we do what the, the government says. It's going to be fine. Let's blindly wear the mask. Blindly. Don't question the government. As long as we do what they say. Everything is going to be fine. That doesn't lead to a good place, people. It doesn't. So that's a, uh, a good tweet. Uh, and again, check out those flashback uh, Bitcoin, uh, Beyond Bitcoin shows uh, that are on this Proud Zionist Jew channel. Some are linked to below. It, it's, it's easy to see them. Come on, man. They're fun. They're fun. Partying with Adam Meister in, in 2010. I mean, there's some fun stuff there. Now, uh, in some of these, I, I forgot this, who, who talked about this story? Maybe it was Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, excuse me. Pound that like button for Ben Shapiro. Now, some some college, maybe it was Kansas State. Uh, there were some tweets by some students there. And people were offended by the tweets. Okay, other students were offended. And they said they were racist, even though they weren't racist. I mean, I mean, you just call everything. Everybody calls everything racist today. Okay, it doesn't matter what race you are. If there's some, if there's a tweet, something in social media you don't like, you just call it racist. You say it's it's triggered you. You need to have a conference now. And yeah, we we live in a wimpy country. I mean, safetyism. We're going to get into that safetyism thing soon. Where like, oh, no, we don't believe in freedom of speech. We just want to hear nice things. So if you say something that's not nice, you don't have the right to say it. So we're going to complain. But I think it was, like, again, at Kansas State, the, the, admin, the administrators had to issue a statement, you know, saying that this, this was bad and we don't, we don't like this. I mean, kids, college kids are going to say all sorts of things, okay? You got to worry about, you got 20,000 uh, kids at your school. You got to worry about what every single one might be tweeting out when they're drunk or on drugs or something. I mean, this is, what a world, what a world it's come to here. No wonder these colleges need so many useless administrators. And but at the state schools, it's they, of course they hire useless administrator after useless administrator because it's it's funded by you, the taxpayers. Oh, there's also all sorts of people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars at these uh, universities. Don't don't participate in it, dudes. Don't participate in it. Okay. Now, uh, oh yeah, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Type in uh, proud Zionist Jew or get my attention somehow. Um. All right. Let's see what we have. I bet you were fun at partying, Adam. Yeah, man. Uh, I was a beast. Uh, <laughs> you can see in, in, I got a, I got a beer or I got wine in my hand. It looks like I got a beer in my hand, but it's a it's a big uh, it's a beer glass with I filled with wine. But yeah, I, I drank. I, I yeah, I drank. I didn't do drugs, but I drank. Uh, but then I gave it all up. 
uh, healthy, healthy lifestyle. All right, spread the word, people. Put this out there on Twitter. Come on now, we gotta, we gotta wake everybody up here in the middle of the night. Or if you're in uh, New Zealand, there, you're. It's not the middle of the night. <laughs> All right, moving on. What do we have here? A NBC contributor shares his heart-wrenching battle against the dreaded virus, earning the sympathy of millions. Except he never tested positive for the disease after five tests. Oops. So I think I actually talked about this dude before. Uh, I don't know what his, I forgot what his name is. I don't watch NBC. I don't watch TV at all. But it just shows you what a pathetic victim society we live in today. Okay, he wanted to be a pathetic victim because that that would get him attention, get him brownie points, and he is sick. He he has something. Okay, I believe he he. I mean, he went to the hospital. He was sick. And, but he immediately said it had to be uh, COVID, okay? It had to be coronavirus. And it, it's not. He, it didn't have it. Now he's going, he, he's seeing other doctors now. But, I mean, at NBC, everybody made a big deal out of it. And it, it, there's no fact-checking. I mean, they don't care. If someone can, if some, and he, was, he looks like he's a healthy guy. He's 42 years old. He looks like he's in good shape. He's, but he, apparently he, he got something. It just shows you that before we had coronavirus, people got sick. Yeah, guess what? People used to get sick. Healthy people used to get sick. People who looked healthy used to get sick. And sometimes they get sick for a while and they don't know what they have. It happens. It happens sometimes. Uh, but it didn't used to get reported on every single person uh, that gets sick didn't used to get uh, reported on. But again, this guy, he played into the whole narrative. He's part of the media narrative. He thought he, he scored a big one there uh, with his sickness. Oh, cool, great. I'm super sick. Now I, I got corona. Uh, but he didn't at all. And it just, it, it's, well, I mean, what the mainstream media today, they definitely, <laughs> they're definitely biased. They're, they're, they're definitely trying to convey some sort of depressing, uh, scary message to everyone. They've got an agenda. They definitely got an agenda. So, hey, don't, don't fall for it, people. And I think most people here aren't falling for it. I do want to say, uh, if you go to disruptmeister.com, you'll notice a video. I, I was on uh, the, Bitcoin uh, magazine channel with a bunch of other Bitcoiners on Thursday night. And we were talking about the virus and the lies in the media. And, and it was really good to see a, a lot of Bitcoiners agreeing that there are not a lot of facts out there anymore. And when the media brings up facts, they don't explain them. They kind of, you know, they're like, oh, cases are cases of the virus are going up. And they, and they don't say that, well, the death rate is going down and the reason the cases are going up is because young people are spreading it to young people and there are more people being tested and young people don't die from it and it's not that serious for young people. But okay, you can check that out too. Now, there here in, in the Twitter world, you can follow me at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Be careful over there, okay? Don't just blindly retweet something because you like the headline. There are, Sometimes people blindly retweet something because of the headline and they think they're making a statement and you actually click on the article of whatever the, the headline is representing, it, it, it doesn't even it, – it contradicts the headline sometimes, okay? Don't, don't be a caption dude, okay? Read articles. Don't be a caption slave. <laughs> All right, because you, you end up like a complete fool sometimes. Because you are. If you don't – if you retweet something without fully understanding what you're retweeting, which is like reading the article that's kind of important, but so many people don't have reading comprehension anyway, so a lot of people wouldn't even understand the article once if they attempted to read it. And what do we have here? Oh, here's a good tweet. How did 15 days to slow the spread turn into 90 days of tyranny and mass hysteria? A good, yes, because people don't question the government. People just say it'll be all right if we do what they say. That's why. Uh, and But hey, as I've said numerous times, keep on speaking the truth, people. Keep, we do not want to live in a world, uh, a totalitarian world, where everyone is just uh, authoritarian, totalitarian, whatever you want to say, um, where everyone is just lying. The media lies, you lie, everyone just tells the same lies, but we're just living a big lie. Keep on telling the truth. And no, we flat people don't even know what a flattening the curve is anymore. I mean, again, it was we weren't we weren't going to overwhelm the hospital system. That's all this was supposed to be. But it turned into tyranny and mass hysteria. Yeah, that was because the gov the government and the media want to scare people. They want power. 
they, this helps them. This helps many, many government officials, uh, people running for re-election. This helps them. They've got an agenda. They want to take out uh, their enemies too. They want to blame this thing, whatever this thing is, on certain uh, politicians. They use it as a scapegoating mechanism. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You shouldn't use it as a scapegoating me mechanism. You should rationally look at what this thing is, okay? Is this going to get me sick? Is this going to kill me? No, most likely not. If you're a healthy young person, you're, you're going to be quite fine. Don't, don't worry about whose political career it's going to boost or whose uh, channel is going to get good ratings, and whose website's going to get clicks. No, rationally, look, but no one does that. Who does that? 20% of the people might do that, if that most. The 80% 80, 80 is no way. Okay, so here's the cure for hypochondria because it seems like there's a there's a big chunk of the population that's become hypochondriacs or their, their hypochondria has, has worsened, has, has worsened, excuse me. The cure is quit watching TV. And someone tweeted that out. I retweeted it. That's a simple cure to, for a lot of people's problems today. Stop watching TV. I don't watch TV at all. And hey, here at, here at these Airbnb, I got a beautiful uh, flat screen there. Never turned it on. Have no plans to turn it on. Now, the, there are people out there that are so into this mask thing, okay? They say, and I'm not going to say the word that they use, but they say, wear an effing mask. It's, it's sometimes it's in their Twitter. That's their name, uh, you know, Adam, wear an effing mask meister. I, God forbid that be, that be my name. But they're, they're people that just blindly tweet that out. They don't think about what that means. Blind, uh, wear an effing mask. It's nasty. It's low class. It's crass. And it's mindless. And it's similar to some kind of like fascist rally cry, okay, that, that you say to show that you are, you're with the team. You're with the country for the sake of the country. Wear an effing mask. It's like uh, what they said in the 40s, HH. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what that stands for. It's a terrible thing, but they used to chant in in in, in Germany and Austria and Poland. Uh, HH. They used to and they would put their hands in the air and everything. It's similar to wearing an effing mask. It really is. It really it really is similar to that. Just blindly going with the uh, with the mass movement. They're with the they're with the panic uh, the virus hysteria mass movement. The saying of the virus hysteria mass music movement is wear an effing mask. Just like in the in the 40s with that mass the fascist mass movement back then, it was HH. Disgusting, but similar. Uh, now, in cities, we see people tearing down statues, violence. And I've got to say, in this in many of our American cities. This is, it hasn't gone to this extreme for a while, but there are many people that do not use their heads. They do not use words. They lack impulse control. They have no long-term thinking. So th these are all, uh, when you tear down a statue and you resort to violence, uh, but those are all signs that uh, you're not using your head or your words. You, you, you can't argue. You can't speak. You lack impulse control and you have no long-term thinking. And so this is just an extreme level. We, we've had this for a while in, in, in many in many American cities. Uh, I, if you watch those clips from Baltimore, you can see many people just throw stuff in the alley. They throw their trash in the alley. No long-term thinking, no impulse control. Uh, they're not using their heads. At least they're not doing anything violent. But if you've got a problem, you know, talk it out. But today, you know, they, they've got a problem with the statue. They're not going to, they're going to violently rip it down. They can get hurt doing it too. It, it's, it's against the law. Uh, you know, and this, some of them are going to go to jail and they, 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 they uh, that's not a good, uh, good long-term thinking there. They didn't, they don't, they don't realize that. All right. So here's a sneak peek of my, but I just want to point out it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing new for, for many 80 percenters. Okay. This is just when you don't have impulse control or long-term thinking, this is what happens. Uh, now, here's a sneak peek of my next book review. I, I Last week, I reviewed, uh, well, what was the name of the book I read? Uh, Plot Against America. And it was all right, that book. But I told everyone that now I'm reading Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And 
I'm, I'm halfway through it, and it's better. It's better than the other book, okay? <laughs> and it's for – this is more so on a college reading level. And even if you've graduated from – if you don't have a philosophy background or never explored philosophy, you're probably not going to like it that much. So, you know, even when I graduated from Wash U uh, back in the day, I probably wouldn't like this book. I wasn't into philosophy or anything back then. Uh, but if you – I'm bringing this up now because – it, some parts of it reminded me of, so far, I'm only halfway through, reminded me of Jordan Peterson. So I, I, I looked up Jordan Peterson and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance online, and he has recommended the book, and other people also uh, found some similarities. So I, I don't want to give away the book. I don't know the end of the book yet. I, I'm halfway through the book. It's like 500-some pages. Uh, but read it. Maybe you'll read it with me, and hopefully in a, in a week or two, I'll, I'll have a review of this, it's a good book. It's a good book. The Zen, uh, and parts of it take place in in Bozeman, Montana, where I've been, and I'm going to talk about Bozeman, Montana, in a second. Now, there are people in America now. There are people that are scared and blindly just listening to the media to be their guide in all, all sorts of aspects of life, in teaching. Um, and in sports, I mean, they're pro athletes that are just, oh, I don't know if I should go back, even though they are, I mean, these in the NBA, they're going to be in a bubble. It, it, they're going to be in Orlando, given the finest meals, not exposed to anyone else, anyone else. I mean, just, just totally pampered. And some of them are scared still. Some of them are scared. And then we have teachers that are scared. Their students are going to get them sick. And Alex Berenson calls them all out, okay? I've talked about him before. I've linked to his Twitter. He is a must, in terms of the virus, in terms of logical people talking about the virus, he, he tells them, play ball. He tells the teachers to go back to work, okay? Do your job. Do your, just what you signed up for, okay? Do your darn, darn job. He gives reason. He gives statistics. Whenever the media, like, tries to say, you know, in Texas, there, there's a fly there, uh, that Texas... And uh, whatever Florida is having, uh, th th everyone's going to die there. He show he calms everybody down. Anyone who will pay attention, it, 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 most of the world, instead of like drooling over a TV, they like paid attention to Alex Berenson or Carl Denninger. They they would be like me and just living their totally living their lives. Okay, I mean I haven't changed my life at all at all. I'm doing everything that I've done before. Not a not a bit of fear in me at all, okay? I have not changed anything. Now, there's there's one thing that has to be pointed out there. There's some people that were forced to change things because the government shut down their businesses. I am in the Bitcoin overlay. I have my life set up in a way where I don't have to worry about the government shutting me down, okay? But there are plenty of people who would love to go back to work right now, who are in California, who, who are still shut down and it's unfortunate because those people are now frustrated. They might end up harming themselves because they drink or do drugs all of a sudden. They may become suicidal, God forbid. They might join one of these movements and just uh, start burning things. It's really sick uh, when we live in a mixed economy, what that can lead to when it really, when the government really starts to get their hands on the things. Now, that's no excuse. We're all individuals. Um it, it's, it's really terrible that you lost your job and everything like that, but you don't, don't, you know, think it out and try to move on, be in motion and try to get into a situation like I am. But I know it's really difficult to get into such a situation when uh, times are uh, crazy like this. So again, so many people are going to blame capitalism. When this is all said and done, it's going to be so funny what happens. I mean, they're already blaming capitalism for all of this. This has nothing to do with capitalism, any of this. This is government overreach. This is mixed economy. This is fascism that, that's going on. But if you repeat a lie enough, people will believe it. So everything gets blamed on capitalism. It's one of the biggest scapegoats out there. If we had true capitalism, none of this nonsense would be going on. All right. I see there is some action. Kiwi Bloke says, uh, Richard Back's book, Jonathan Livingston Seagull is another good one. Okay. Okay, that's that's good to know. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so the books that I'm reading, by, and I mentioned this, I think, last week, I've, I picked out these books because they happen to be at this Airbnb. 
and I've decided to get back into reading again. And I try, try to switch things up. I, and as I said, I think I said this last week at least, the read, reading a book, reading a fiction book, it exercises a part of your brain that maybe you haven't exercised for a while. So uh, socialism will soon be the new norm, says Tabal Dakrace. Well, I, I got to say, we, we will not accept the new normal. But there, there are plenty of people. Yeah, that that is their new uh, their new way of life already. They're, they're they're well into that mindset. They they're they're loving their twelve hundred dollar checks. They want another twelve hundred dollar checks. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I don't think the United States will ever go full uh, socialism. But it's it, for for some people, it, it's very well accepted now. I mean, twenty years ago, people would. It, it, Bernie Sanders was a joke. And someone like AOC could never have been, would never have been getting the mainstream attention that she's getting now. So over time, it's, it's definitely become more acceptable for many, many people uh, because we're, we live in a victim society where everyone's a victim. They got a scapegoat and they think, well, the government will solve my problem and give me stuff and take away from the successful people. So I won't have to be a victim anymore. And they can be victims. And I'll, I'll laugh because, and still, it's funny. You know, they want revenge on Elon Musk and whoever. Those dudes are always going to be rich dudes, okay? Uh, so, as I've said, in, in, income inequality is a joke. You should worry about, you shouldn't be jealous of other people's income. You should work to better yourself. And instead of being jealous of other people's success, try to aim for their success, okay? Now, we talked about the book review. We talked about blaming capitalism. Here is, all right, Americans leave large cities for suburban areas and rural towns. Oh, what a surprise. That's linked to below. People are living, leaving New York and Philadelphia. Why, why would they do that? Maybe because some people don't like being around riots. <laughs> and some people don't like fascist mayors not letting them leave their houses and have businesses. So where are some of these? And some of these people... They actually are some of the same people that say wear an effing mask. They say wear an effing mask, but then yeah, everyone else wear an effing mask. Everybody else play by the government rules. I'll I'll leave and I'll just go to another place that's that's free. Now there's plenty of people who are who aren't hypocrites like that that are leaving too. And good for them. Good for the non-hypocrites that are like, you know what, I'm fed up with this situation. I'm gonna go to a new place. So here where are they going? Well. Here's from the Montana Free Press. Realtors report out-of-state rush on Montana real estate. Now, some of these people might be just buying a second home in Montana uh, so they can run away just in case things get bad again. They say it's a lot of people from California. <laughs> some people are – it's mostly in Missoula and Bozeman. But even some people are buying in Billings and Butte. Now, Butte, of course – is the Baltimore of, of Montana. I've been to all these places in, in 2015. I went on a road trip of Idaho and Montana. I'd, I'd love to do something like that again. It's been, it's been a little while. Uh, and I recommend it to everyone. I recommend it to everyone. If you can, go, go on a drive through Montana uh, and Idaho. I did it, again, it was what, June of, June of 2015, I guess it was. It was hot. <laughs> I remember that. It's interesting to see these areas. Now, uh, people, and here's another, this is from the Boise State Public Radio. They say that real, that the median listing price of homes has risen recently in Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. So it's the Mountain West. People from California, New York, Oregon, Washington, hmm, what do all those states have in common, uh, are moving to Montana. And Idaho, and I've, I've spoken about Boise before. It was a boom town before this. And Wyoming. Now, now, some might just be buying second homes, but some some might be just getting out of Dodge. So that that's that's the thing about America. You can try. It's 50 different experiments. If you don't like your experiment, get out of there. Now, again, there's some people that are hypocrites. They, they helped make their state's experiment really nasty. And they're like, yeah. Okay, now I'll just make another state nasty, <laughs> and 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 uh, you know support higher taxes and and bailing out uh, 
victims, etc. They're taking their victim mentality uh, to other states. We will, we shall see. Uh, uh, Boise again has become. Uh, it, it resembles more of a, a California city than, than it used to. Right? It hasn't gotten to that extreme, of course. Uh, but uh, when, when I was in Montana, there, there was no sign of Californism, Californification there. In, well, maybe in Missoula a little bit, but just a teeny bit. All right. And I haven't been in Wyoming in many, many years. And I just drove through there when I was young. <laughs> so I, did, I can hardly remember. There was nice scenery. I hope to go there one day. That should be a place. Okay, what do we have here? We have a question from the audience. Roman Q says, now that you have been in Asheville for a while, how does it rank uh, to other third-tier cities that you've stayed in? Oh, oh, dude, it's uh, that's a great question. Great question. <laughs> so it's uh, it actually isn't as big as Boise. Bo Boise is... I don't want to be wrong about this. No, Boise is bigger. The Bo Boise metro area is bigger. Uh, in, in ease of getting around here. I mean, I just the area that I'm in, it's so, I just walk everywhere. Everything's within a few blocks. It's very peaceful. But Boise was very peaceful too. Uh, Spokane had more drug addicts, definitely. But Spokane had beautiful places too. The weather here is, uh, there's, there's thunderstorms during the summer. So that's, that's different. I, Boise during the summer, they're not thunderstorms. Uh, but but all those, it, it, it's better than Tucson. It's, it's better than Tucson. Now, the, the thing that some people might not like about, now all the cities that I just mentioned, Boise, Tucson, uh, Boise, Tucson, Spokane, all, all basically third tier cities, I guess. And so Asheville is almost a fourth tier city. But they don't, they're not infested with SJW type of stuff. Here, they're, they're, there's plenty of SJW type of stuff here. Uh, more so than those other cities, De definitely. More, I, I, you see um, the hipsters here, the SJW type of hipsters, that type of young people. You, but they, they don't bother you, and you can ignore them. But so you don't see. And there's other in, in Boise, I didn't see them. In Tucson, I didn't see them. Although I'm sure maybe at the college, they're, they're, they're probably definitely at University of Arizona. But uh, and I, I didn't see them in Boise, Spokane, or Tucson. What's another third tier city I've been to? There's there's other ones I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head. So, but I do want to say this though. I don't know if this city is like one of those cities of the future. Okay, I gotta say Boise is going to get big is 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 growing. Okay, and Spokane is growing. They are cities of the 2020s. I don't know if Asheville necessarily is, but I don't think that's a bad thing either. Asheville isn't going down. It's just slowly moving up. It's for wealthier people. It's like New York people like to run to um, Vermont to, uh, and that's what Bernie Sanders did. I mean, he's from New York originally. What's uh, Burlington? Like, New York people like to, to run to Burlington, and Burlington's all liberal. I've been to Burlington uh, also. It was in the summer of 2015. So this is kind of like a Burlington almost. I mean, Burlington. But better, I, th I think this is better than Burlington, better than Burlington. But you can see just a lot of liberal people from maybe D.C. and who knows where else, Atlanta, will come here, have second homes. And But, but I, I see B B Boise and Spokane and a little bit Tucson. This, it's not just like elitist moving there, okay, and, and snobbery moving there. There's, there's all sorts. So Asheville, and hey, whatever, I'm, I'm down with the snobs and the hipsters or whatever. They can do what they want. They, they don't bother me at all, of course. But I, I think I would consider the other cities more innovative, okay, uh, and more futuristic than this city. This has got an old, old charm feel to it, which is good. It, it, it's its own place. It is a, it's a great city, though, and it's, ex, it's expensive already, okay? So I got a great deal here, all right? So Asheville is more expensive than Boise. It, it, it has to be, and Tucson. And probably Spokane, uh, so that that that's different also for the people. So the co cost of living here has to be higher than all those places. Because the rent, if they weren't having, the, they they depend on tourism a lot here too. They have the Biltmore, okay. So that's another difference. Like Boise doesn't have anything to do with tourism. Neither does Spokane. Like Asheville is a big, should be a big tourist city, and it's a disgrace 
that it's it's not right now. That that's really unfortunate. So really awesome question there, Roman Q. You, you made me uh, you made me think on the on the uh, on my feet there. So yeah, it, it's it's much more of a tourist city than there's other places too. And yeah, shout out to my people in Boise and and, and Spokane. Good, good good people. All right, moving moving on. Let's see. Yeah, th this place is more about. People are more prone to want to fit in here. I said it. I said it last week. There are more Black, black Lives Matter signs here than I see Black people. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. All right, now uh, what else do we have? Oh, uh, okay. Talk about Montana and Cornell. Cornell Ivy League school. Uh, I had a Meister couldn't. I didn't. I didn't apply to Cornell. I had, I could not have gotten into Cornell, but uh, I had a friend who went there. Now Cornell is plowing ahead with in-person classes, uh, tuition increase, uh, contrary to other Ivy League schools. And so good job, Cornell. Good job, Cornell. You're doing in-person classes, and if you read the comments underneath this article, here's just a typical clueless comment. This is what we get today. It's envious envy and, and a lack of information on the virus. This is what someone had to say. Maybe some rich white kids on ventilators will spark some outrage. <laughs> what a pleasant person to be around. I'm sure that person is. Okay, so you think you think some of the kids going there, they're between 18 and 22 years old. You think you think any of them are going to end up on ventilators? There, there are people that think that many of them are going to end up on ventilators. And all those rich white kids that go there, they'll learn their lesson. And they'll, you'll, you'll feel so great about that, won't you? Let me tell you something. None of them are going to end up on ventilators. All right? They're healthy, young kids. And they're not all white. <laughs> all right? There's plenty of other, plenty of Asians there. Plenty, plenty. I'm sure they've got everything there. They, they, they let in, they're into the whole diversification thing. They're a freaking Ivy League school, all right? So, no, you're not going to get your wish. No one's going to learn any lesson because there's no lesson to learn, all right? You're envious. And you you wish harm upon people that did nothing to you. This is, you, you're, you're sad that uh, a school is thinking logically? <laughs> I mean, a university should be all about logic and reason. And anybody who's logical and reasonable about this virus knows that, College kids are more pro are more likely to die of the flu than this. Oh yes, oh yes, this is true. Do it. and plenty of and if you've ever been to college, if you ever lived in a dorm, diseases go around, okay, and nobody dies. All right, it's it's just a fact of life. People get sick. That's right. And this disease, they're not going to get as much as they get other ones. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and you know, always wear protection so you don't get certain ones there. Pound that like button. But uh, yeah, typical comment there of uh. 80% of the day, the people who don't understand the virus and the people who are envious and just, just live in a panic prison and want negative outcomes for this decade, they're into the hysteria, they're into this cult, this it's a mass movement, the panic, the panic prison hysteria, media-driven hysteria, whatever you want to call it, it's a mass movement, and when they see someone going against the mass movement, they must be destroyed, Cornell must be destroyed, the white kids at Cornell must die, I mean, it's, it's sickening. Absolutely sickening. Hey, parlor. But hey, get, 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 stick. Go away from those people. Don't hang out with those people. Uh, parlor. I'm Bitcoin Meister. There. It's been good to me. I like it. I like it. Let's make crypto parlor a thing. Bitcoin parlor a thing. Follow me over there. It's linked to below. YouTube. As as a creator, I get to see these creator insider things. But here, here's the video. Here's our latest creator insider propaganda. They sent me this. Um, when you log in, you're forced to see this. Have you tried any stay home? Stay home with me trends. So they want you to use the hashtag stay home and with me. They, they want you to tell people to stay home, to make it cool to stay home. YouTube straight up telling you this. Join in this trend. If you join in the stay home with me trend, you're going to get more views. The algorithm will like you. If you do stay, if you put that in your notes or you talk about it, if you put it in your title, the, the hashtag stay home with me, sickening. And so many people will do it. So many people. If you see that in a YouTube title, 
They're just doing what YouTube told them to do. They stand for nothing. People who put that in their title stand for nothing. But most people stand for nothing today. Uh, have conviction, people. All right. Now, I got a, an email from YouTube. So this makes me wonder about YouTube. You know, YouTube has been getting rid of a lot of people they don't like. And Joe Rogan is going over to Spotify. So you think well, maybe they're going to lose some viewers and maybe some revenue opportunities. But they're Google. They, they, have to, they have to know what they're doing, right, in terms of their economic. Now, they don't know what they're doing in terms of banning people. Remember when I got, I got my cha main channel got shut down because of some algorithm. And then I contact, finally I contacted somebody within YouTube and they just put it back up for me. While if you did it through the traditional channels, they don't help you at all. So, I mean, one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing there in terms of that. But you would think in terms of revenue that one hand wouldn't know what the other hand's doing. Well, here we go. This I'm going to read you an email they sent, not just to me. They're going to send this. They sent this to everyone, all right? You're receiving this if you, if you are a YouTube content creator and you uh, have a, a channel that is monetized, okay? So BTC Benny got this. Thomas got this. Tone got this. Everybody got this. So I'm wondering if they're going to talk about this. But some of you are going to notice this uh, in the archives. Okay, You're receiving this email because we are making some changes to mid-roll ads. Those are the ads that are in the middle of a video. And I have none of them on my channel because I don't believe in them. I think they're very annoying and I don't care. I don't. I just don't want them. But plenty of people have like seven of them in them, like uh, – Seven, seven or five, the most you can have, like in a 10-minute video, they have in it. Uh, Thinking Ape does that a lot, uh, but I, I don't do that. I don't do mid-roll videos. So email because we are making some changes to mid-roll ads that will impact your channel. These changes will make more videos eligible for mid-roll ads to increase your monetization potential. Today, only videos longer than 10 minutes are eligible for mid-roll ads. Starting in late July, all videos longer than eight minutes will be eligible for mid-roll ads. As part of this change, we will turn on, this is the most important part. As part of this change, we will turn on mid-roll ads for all eligible videos. This means videos where you have opted out of mid-roll ads will now be opted in. So guys, the 1,700 videos at disruptmeister.com that don't have a mid-roll videos, they're going to put them in there. They're going to do that they're, without me opting into it. Videos that already have mid-roll ads will not be impacted. Future uploads from monetizing channels will also have mid-roll ads turned on by default. So my future videos, I'm going to, I'm going to turn them all off. Okay, it's going to be the default. I'll, I'll say no. But dude, they're going... They're just going to flip a switch and all of my old videos, all of everybody's old videos are going to have uh, mid-roll ads. This is what they're saying, here, okay? And probably, I guess, one. They're not going to put eight in them. But, but so, that, so I share this to warn you, but I also share this because they, do they need more ad space? They need more revenue. They get revenue from this too, of course. The more ads they can put out there, the more revenue they get. So is something slowing down their revenue? And so they've had to resort to this? It makes makes you wonder. It really makes you wonder if this is a sign that uh, some people are not watching YouTube, if they've thrown too many people off. Uh, maybe Joe Rowe, who knows? Who knows? Or, or they're preparing or they're preparing to lose some revenue. They know they're going to lose some people. I don't know, but I'm just, I'm telling you all about that. There, there's some insider information for you. Pound that la like button. Uh, yes, yeah, someone says those, uh, those mid-roll ads are annoying. Yeah, to, to say the least, they're, they're really, really bad. Uh, and now everyone's going to be, have them in, in old videos that are eight minutes, at least eight minutes long. It used to be 10 minutes. Now all, so, some, Freaking like the live version of Stairway to Heaven is over eight minutes. So if someone updated the updated the live version of Stairway to Heaven and it's still up there from five years ago, then uh, it's going to have a mid-roll ad in it. You know, right when Robert Plant is saying, "Does anybody remember laughter?" It'll be like a mid-roll ad for like some uh, 
ball shaving thing. I mean, they, the, the, some of the ads I see on YouTube are insane. They're like, do you shave your scrotum? I mean, like, what is this? Did you? How do you clean your? It's just the weirdest things. <laughs> People buy these products. How do you manscape? I'll never forget the first time I heard that. <laughs> That's a long story for another Beyond Bitcoin show. Okay, now. This is from Barry Weiss, who's a lady. Her name is Barry, but okay. She says, the new guard has a different worldview. They call it safetyism, in which the right of people to feel emotionally and psychologically safe trumps what were previously considered core liberal values like free speech. And this, I mean, this boils down to a huge problem in today's society with young people and not so young people. Uh, they they want to feel safe and they think they have a right to, to not hear bad things that, that scare them. And so that there goes there goes free speech. You you don't have the right to say something that offends someone. That's what they believe. And that's not what this country is about. I mean, safetyism? Safetyism is a thing now. It's a sick thing. It's a virus. <laughs> and uh, it's words, dude. Use your words. You can ignore words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Where did that go? Now it's safetyism. And so some of these people become so confused they're like, well, words are violence. So it's, you know, you, you, someone beating someone is just like, uh, they, don't, they don't see the difference anymore. And, and when you, when that confusion gets into society, you're in big trouble. Okay. Uh, when a word, if you call someone a name, they can attack you. I mean, that's what it degenerates into. And there's plenty of people out there that think if you call them a slur, that you, the, the, if someone called me a slur, there's some people who think, well, you, you have the right to attack them. No, I don't. It's a word. You ignore them. But uh, they, there are some people that are, it's become an emotional world, emotional land, emotional country. You made me sad. So you don't have the right to say, you don't have the right to talk anymore. Don't, don't buy into that new normal. Safetyism is not the new normal. Okay. For some people it is, hey, let that. This is where the big boys play. If you want to live in the world of safetyism, you go you go have fun there, okay? You don't participate in it. Someone tries to cancel you because you said something bad, you stick to your guns. You said something bad, quote unquote bad. Stick to your guns, all right? Don't play into the safetyism nonsense. So I, I said that the Trump campaign, if they want to win, they got to focus on uh, Joe Biden being senile and him bringing about riots, saying, you know, if he's president, there are going to be more riots and cities are going to be more dangerous. And so here we go. There's two links below. You can see the videos that Trump's people have put out. One's called Joe Biden's America. And it's it's someone being put on hold as they call 911. And you see signs of, uh, you see people rioting and, and just bad stuff. And then there's another site, barelytherebiden.com, which shows how senile he is. So, I mean, the media isn't going to talk about this. Uh, so the, the, the Trump campaign will have to... Uh, Go about it their own way to spread the word. There are many people that, that they don't they don't think about this. At they don't care if the president's senile. And, you know, one can make an argument that you shouldn't care. You should care about yourself, uh, and you should you should fix your you should be healthy first. But again, the voting public uh, most most voters aren't they they are living through these people. And you would think if they're living through if these are their idols. That they would care if one of if their idol was senile, so that's that's what Trump's uh, people are, are going about that, and it's it's a good strategy. It's a good strategy. Okay, sounds very similar to governments increasing taxes because their previous tax increase decreased tax revenue. Uh, I think you're replying to something I was saying beforehand. Sounds very similar to governments increasing taxes because their previous tax increase decreasing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Man. That, you, that, that's, that's the vicious cycle. I don't know. Was, was I talking about vicious cycles? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, that, maybe you were commenting on people moving. Oh, the YouTube ads. The YouTube ads. 
Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That I see what you're. I see what you mean there. I definitely see what you mean there. Very, very, very good. Uh, very good comparison there. Okay. Um, moving on to the next uh, subject matter. What are we in? We're 50 minutes in. Okay, we're getting close to the end here. I can go to. I can read more of the book. I love reading that book, man. I read it before I go to sleep every night. It helps. Put, it puts me to sleep. And okay, these these two topics go together. The you can see a letter that was written by a bunch of liberals basically saying, hey, you know, some of us have gone too far with this cancel culture thing. We should be, let's have an open debate. True liberalism is about having an open debate. And there was a lot of blowback from this. Even Chomsky assigned this thing, okay? And then, of course, some of these liberals have such a, they stand for nothing. They regretted signing. They unsigned the letter. They said, oh, I didn't know I was going to offend some trans trans person, so I'm unsigning the letter. They, 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 were, they started to get canceled, so they felt the pressure. They had a letter that said, hey, we don't believe in cancel culture. We believe in open debate. Then people tried to cancel them, and some of them, some of them had spines, but some of them just dropped out right away. But Dave Rubin made a very interesting point. He says, hilariously ridiculous. And several people on there who have tried to cancel me personally, the weakness of liberalism is totally out in the open. So what, some of these people that signed the letter in the past have tried to cancel Dave Rubin and other people. So now when they're scared, they're about to get canceled. They don't like cancel culture anymore. They liked it when they, they could go out after certain people, but now they're scared they're going to get canceled. Well, let's go back to open debate again. Now, again, that's not all of them. Some of the people genuinely believe in open debate, and that's that's what it should be. But there is irony in this. And, it, and it, again, some of these people are totally spineless. They signed it, and then they unsigned it. And then some of them that signed it have tried to cancel people before. Remember, dudes, you, you're in the Bitcoin overlay. You cannot be canceled. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Do not back down. Double down, baby. Double down. Uh, and I just want to remind everyone, nutrition, build up the immune system. The media does not talk about that at all. For four months now, it's, it's you know, there's, there were a lot of unhealthy people in America in February, okay? We've been talking about this thing, this virus, for a long time, that it affects people who are out of shape much worse than people who are in shape, okay? So all of these people could have gotten off their tuchlesses. And instead of screaming at me to wear a mask, they could have changed their whole nutritional outlook, changed their whole diet. We're talking four months here. Unhealthy people could become healthy. Their, their immune systems could have seriously been strengthened since February, since we learned about all this, okay? But people are perpetual victims, okay? They're now, they don't want to self-improve. They don't want to self-improve. And the media doesn't want to talk about that too. The media didn't, there haven't been, no one's been publicized that has given out a plan like, okay, we know there's a new disease out there. Why don't we all try to do X, Y, and Z, stop eating candy, stop, let's go to bed on time. Let's stop doing drugs. Let's stop drinking. And this is the way we're going to protect ourselves so that we don't have to order healthy people to, do, do, to stop working. And to, to, to wear a mask. And it's, it's guilty until proven innocent for healthy people. But if you're unhealthy, yeah, you keep on living your life. Keep on living your unhealthy lifestyle. The, the, the healthy people should suffer for you. No, no one should sacrifice for your sick butt, okay? For, it's been since February. You could have learned about nutrition. and But, but the whole narrative is like, let's protect the victims Oh, these poor, these poor out of shape people. It's no fault of their own, even though it's totally their fault. Uh, let's not give them solution. They, they can't improve themselves. There are plenty of solutions to improve your nutrition and improve your health, especially since February. But hey, that's not, that's not the way things are. If you watch this channel for years now, I've been telling you health tips, okay? Garlic, all sorts of great things. I've, I continue to live a normal lifestyle because I know I can, because I know I'm healthy. I know I've got great nutrition. I know I've got a great immune system, baby. 
All right. Uh, and it's too bad more people aren't like that. More people are just into victim culture. Be in motion. They're not in motion. People find out ways to solve scary situations. This shouldn't even be a scary darn situation. Okay. You learn about nutrition. Nutrition. Most doctors don't know a thing about nutrition anymore. I mean, this is the back world word. These are basic things. So many basic things are forgotten now by people who, you know, you just check the check boxes, you get the degree, then you get to say whatever. You go with the, the flow, you fit in. These are the same people that said, yeah, you're eating pasta is great. Carbs are great. The same people, they're like, wait, now they're like, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Carbs are great. <laughs> All right. Tour de Meester has a great social media backup idea. If this doesn't exist yet, maybe it should. Social media specific backup service offering de facto content protection in case of account suspension, backups all your social media content via APIs uh, to write to write only verifiable backup destination controlled by customer. That would be great. Um, it would probably, that would, it wouldn't be free. I know that. It, it, it would have been great if automatically all my YouTube videos were uh, backed up somewhere, but they weren't and I almost lost them all. <laughs> Or almost lost most of them. So, yeah, that, that someone can make a good business out of that because a lot of people are getting banned now randomly from Twitter or YouTube, and then they don't they lose all their content and they regret it. So the great human has a video out there. Oh, he's so good, man. He's down in he's down in Melbourne, I think. He's in Australia. I know that. Don't create children if you have no interest in creating yourself. So there are plenty of people that. They live a shallow existence through social media, trying to show off to other people things they have. They don't create them. They stand for nothing. So one of the things they do is like, well, if I have a kid, that's the ultimate right there. I can live through them. I can brag about them. I can fit in because I have them. So this is what this video is about. Don't create what humans video is about. Don't create children if you have no interest in creating yourself. And what I've all been about in the Beyond Bitcoin show is, is creating yourself. You know, stand for something, create a system for yourself, create a philosophy, a way of life, a healthy lifestyle. Stand for something, stand for something. Just don't be some empty vessel that just goes with the flow, that, uh, that joins mass movements, that doesn't think. But we, this is, most people don't think. And uh, they do irrational things like, oh, I'll just have kids. That, that'll, that'll be right. <laughs> Those are the worst people to have kids. But they're the ones who have kids the most, too. The ones that mindlessly, uh, they're not defiant. They're the opposite. They, the, the compliant bootlickers. And I was happy to see in London, the Daily Mail was trying to shame people for partying in the streets last week. Drinkers returned to pubs. And it just showed these people in London partying in the streets, drinking. It was great. It was great to see. It's not just America, baby. So that, that was good to see. Good job, London. Good job. London calling. Clay uh, Travis points out, uh, there was, I think it was a Bloomberg article that said the lower, lower death rate is nothing to celebrate. And th that's the main, the mainstream media, that's their basic theme. Yeah, lower death rate, nothing to celebrate. It shows ul ulterior motives. That's sickening. It's sickening. A lower death. People should be happy that it's it's a lower death rate. I mean, is it less people dying? Isn't that good? I mean, the, the virus isn't as uh, bad as it, it was supposedly supposed to be. Isn't that good? No, no. They just again, it's it's a political tool for for media people and, and a lot of people. They don't. And and uh, again, flatten the curve. Flatten the curves. The hospitals have, have not been overwhelmed. No, no one remembers the goals or anything like that. So Yaron Brook in a video, and I don't link to it below, but this is a really long video. He only mentions it in passing. He And I want to hear what people say, think about this in, in the comments. When you become 30, he says people are stuck in their, their philosophies are ingrained. That's it. But he's trying to spread... Ayn Rand's uh, philosophy to people. And he doesn't, if they're over 30, he really doesn't, he, he tries to get the youth when they're in college or when they're in high school. And it's true, when, you, when you're young, when, you're, when you are in college and high school, you, you can be molded and your philosophy definitely is not set at that point. 
And I think what he's trying to say is that most people, by the time they get to 30, they're turn, they turn their brains off to new ideas, okay? And I, I will say this. I think most people, when they, by the time they're 30, they, they aren't open to new ideas at all. But it doesn't mean you, you, it's, it's not an automatic thing. You can read still. You don't have to be an algorithm slave. You, you could do your own research after you're 30. It might be, you might not have as much free time. You might have kids. But, and Bitcoin has definitely opened up. I know people who are over 30. It's changed their philosophy, definitely. It's made them more positive people. Andy Hoffman, he's over 30. And Bitcoin changed, it changed his philosophy. It made him more of a, it made him a more positive person. It really did. Um, but you, you, you're, if you're just sitting there, if you're just a tree and you're over 30, yeah, your philosophy's set. Whatever you, whatever you were fed in high school, whatever political party you joined, that's it. You'll, you'll, you're not going to change much that, on, on your own unless you stumble upon something like life altering like Bitcoin. But that's why I say be in motion, people. Be in motion. Read. Just don't retweet. Just don't get into arguments on Twitter. Uh, you, you can expand your philosophical knowledge and your brain will be open to new ideas and you can change your system. You can become a healthier person. It, it, 30 isn't some magical cutoff that prevents people from this. But most people, though, I will say uh, they, they do. Their brains are turned off by then because of just because of they, they fit, they've tried to fit in so much. They have so much else going on that's worthless that they don't think about philosophy anymore and deeper subjects. So I understand why he does uh, try to aim for the youthful people. But I, I wanted to say my take on it is that no, uh, you just have to be in motion and you have to have an open mind and you can expand your, if you're over 50, if you're over 60 even. Uh, and as I've said before, most people don't understand what flatten the curve meant. Uh, they don't even know why they're angry or what they are angry at at this point, they just know it's Trump's fault. <laughs> so I linked to below. <laughs> I, below I linked to a, a video, uh, a, a news reporter showing Los Angeles on the Fourth of July, all the illegal fireworks going off, and I think she was trying to shame them. Oh, it's such an awesome, beautiful picture! Everyone letting off their elite, illegal fireworks in Los Angeles. Look, it's it's linked to below, people. It's to me, it's inspirational because they were not compliant bootlickers. Plenty of people in LA were lighting those fireworks. Awesome. Okay, so Hong Kong is the ultimate government overreach, and there's so little media coverage of it because people are so obsessed with this virus, and the media loves government overreach because this whole virus has been about government overreach. So why would the media all of a sudden say, well, China's overreaching in Hong Kong when, and the United States uh, government and s states aren't overreaching here? They know um, just emotional, scary virus stuff. That's what people want to hear about. Negative aspects of uh, scary stuff they want to hear about. The, the Hong Kong overreach China, eh, people don't want to hear about that. They don't want to. They don't want to hear about that. That they don't want to hear about government overreach. They we, we people love government overreach in America, right? The plenty of people do love it. They're begging for government overreach. So why would why would people like to hear about that? But there is no coverage of it, and it is very little. I mean, you you could find it on Twitter, of course, and in certain sources. But right now, if you speak against the Chinese government in Hong Kong, they can arrest you and take you to the mainland. Okay, that's not too cool, is it? All right. So on that note, I'll, I'll let you think. Uh, oh, here, there's there's a question. Hey, Adam, what do you think about meat? I love it. Um, all carnivore versus vegan, vegan or so, somewhere in between. I, I think somewhere in between is good. Uh, but I, I eat fish a lot, chicken. And I, I'll eat uh, red meat, of course, too. And... Just the, the problem with the vegans is they, they end up eating all these all bread and nonsense. All right, now, you got to eat something that was alive once, all right? You, you really do. You have to eat something that was alive once, a little something, maybe an egg at least, dudes. 
start with an egg. So, you know, I, I don't believe in the extreme vegan, not at all. But I don't, I don't believe in the extreme carnivore either. Have some fruit. Fruit is, look, I got some onions here. <laughs> I always got onions, right? Yeah. Um, but no, but there's some people that are so freaked, that are so into the meat thing. They won't eat an onion even. They won't eat any carb. That that I mean, if it's if it's from the earth, naturally grown from the earth, apple, banana, and there's a lot of starches in that. Garlic. What's wrong with having those type of carbs, man? The, the man-made carbs. That's the problem. That's the that's the problem. So I don't like going super extreme. No, I don't like going super extreme one way or the other. But I definitely lean toward the the animal side because I, I do eat animal every day. But I love avocados too. Love those avocados. Oh man. Oh man. As soon as borders reopen, are you going to start international travel? Yes. <laughs> or are your plans set already for a while to stay set stateside? Well, here's the problem. So there's something itch in my nose, by the way. That's why I keep rubbing it. It feels like there's a piece of lint there or something like that. Uh, I don't have plans. My, my next, I'll be here until September 15th. Then I'll be in Baltimore for Rosh Hashanah. And so I, I don't have any plans after that because I'm hoping like Israel will be open by then. All right. Man, why is it itching? Is it like a bug on my nose or something like that? <laughs> it means it's time to go, basically. But so, no, I really, I want to get to Australia again. I want to get to Israel again as soon as possible. But I'm not going if there's, if there's, America, you have to be a 14-day quarantine. Now, if I hear that it's like a, it's nonsense that they don't really check on you, yeah, then I'll do it. But right now, we're in a situation where international travel, uh-uh. Right now, they're not let. So I've taken advantage of the situation. I got to see a city that I've always wanted to see, a part of the country that I've always wanted to see. And there are other places in America. Uh, if, you know, in September, after Yom Kippur is over, because I, I plan to be in Baltimore, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Uh, from Yom Kippur to Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm very willing to travel around America some more. Maybe the Canadian, well, no, I'm not going to Canada then. <laughs> hey, by the way, Taval Dakres, I hope you enjoy... Uh, NHL in Toronto and all the guys in Edmonton. I hope you enjoy the NHL there. Uh, maybe they'll let you go watch it in person. I don't know. They should. Okay, because there's those are the two centers of the NHL. They're those are the two hubs for their ridiculous overreaction to the virus. It's only going to be in Edmonton and Toronto. So have fun, you guys in Edmonton and in, in Toronto. I know Taval is in Toronto. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to this chat, this backup channel and the main channel. Pound that like button. And uh, yeah, dudes. Uh, new show every day. Back on the new channel tomorrow. And I will uh, see you tomorrow on the main channel. Again, check out all the recent shows I put here on the Prize, Proud Zionist Jew channel. They've been very interesting. Cheers indeed, Kiwi bloke. See you guys later. Thanks.